1: Adidas. Okay.
0: Oilers now with Bob Stoffer. weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio six thirty. Chad in this hour, he's just currently doing his uh, retirement presser over at Rogers Place. Duncan Keith and. Washington Capitals analyst Alan May, who's a friend of the show. The second hour of Oilers now is brought to you by Digitex. Digitex Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one-owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. You can reach us on the River Creek Resort and Casino Hotline, 780 the River Creek Resort Casino Excitement. Bet on it. And you can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Same number, 780 Get the new floors you've always wanted with Ashley Fine Floors, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, open Monday to Saturday. All right. Uh, we are going to head off to the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline, and we welcome back to the show... Uh, he's worked the Washington Capitals broadcast for years. He does some work with CBS as well. Yeah, from these parts, Al May. Hello, Al. How you doing? Doing good, Bob. Good to be with you. Good to be. What the hell's going on with the Washington Capitals goaltending? Like, what what's going on there, man?
1: They currently have an empty net, and they have a Hershey goaltender signed, and Zach Macaulay. I think uh, they traded away a couple. They let one go, and Phoenix Copley's a UFA, so the Caps are definitely big players in free agency and uh, or via trade right now. They're ready to go, and uh, they know that they want to answer those questions. And one of the really good things about uh, Brian McClellan over the years is more often than not, when there's been a glaring need, he's addressed it with what the Capitals needed. I know when he first became general manager, they needed more veteran defensemen. So he went out and got Brooks Orpik and Matt Niskanen, and then he realized he needed a third-line center. He got that, and, you know, he just kept adding the pieces until he finally won a Stanley Cup. And I think right now they want to be bold again, and they don't want to waste Ovechkin's, you know, productivity and, and his greatness, and they want to take another kick at it. So they're definitely going to be big players in the next few days.
0: Ilya Samsonov last year got into 44 games in the regular season, went 23-12-5. and five. Uh, 302 goals against, 896 save percentage. This guy was a first round draft choice, 22nd overall in 2015. Is it possible that they re-sign him?
1: You know, I, I I find it hard. If they do, it'll be for less money than he would have made last year. They needed to free up to go after a legitimate starter, whether it's a trade or or you know, it'd be a trade something today or big time free agency signing tomorrow. Um, you know, they're they're they haven't been that happy with him over the course of time that he's been under contract to the team. And, you know, he's been in shape, out of shape, very consistent, inconsistent, I should say. And uh, there's been a lot of frustration with him. So uh, it looks more or less. And from the conversations I've had that they are turning the page on him. And, you know, he had some nice playoff games, but I think I've said it on this show before, there's some goalies that look good losing and uh, they find a way to let that game winner in for the other team. And right now, I just think with the the amount of questions, and with all season long, you you try to stick up for the goaltenders, you try to look for their good, but when they continue to you know let you down, just when you think you might have an answer, uh, you know teams don't like that. You want to have consistency, and you you want to be able to depend on your goaltenders, and no matter what level you're at, you know collegiately, junior, youth, you know men's league, you name it. Uh, you want to have confidence in your goaltenders, and that's one thing the Caps didn't have enough of last year, and it's been a glaring error the last couple of years.
0: So Sam, Sonoff, a former first-rounder, has gone. They traded Vanacek to New Jersey. He was not very good, frankly, in the playoffs. I think that's a fair assessment. Uh, you are hearing more Darcy Cam- uh, Kemper or more Jack Campbell? I've heard uh, I've heard Kemper the entire
1: time, and you know that that's one thing. And, and then the insiders I reach out, and then around – you know my sources that i use you know it sounds like it's kemper and you know that but they're still free agency it doesn't start until tomorrow so that's when teams get real with what they want to do and you know there's anywhere between 10 and 15 teams that are looking for a starter and you know you, you got all types of things you know people love to poke holes and in players on in national hockey League. you know it's, it's like you, you're 95 percent positive but they're looking for your 5 percent bad all the time and Darcy Kemper's another another one of those guys, you know, pe- teams are, you know, play- people, bloggers, reporters are poking holes in Darcy Kemper. But once again, he found a way to get the game winning stops and, and got himself a Stanley cup. And I look at him and look how good he was in Arizona. I think he's worth taking a chance
0: on the Washington capitals by my count, uh, have about, uh, about $9 million in cap space, but there's a big butt on that. And that is Nicholas Backstrom. Is it feasible that he misses all of this upcoming season? Well, he thinks he's coming back, so that that puts a huge wrinkle
1: in the plans of the Washington Capitals. So there, there's nine point two million dollars if you can use that long term IR, and you know that's about ten percent. You can go ten percent over, I believe, during the off season. There's a set date, yep. and they're really in a tough position with him right now, is that he thinks he's coming back, and you know it's how many players have ever returned and done anything. Uh, for a legitimate amount of time with this hip surgery that Nick has had, and I believe there's only one guy, and it was about 30 games, and I think that was Jovanovsky. And you, you certainly don't want to be taking injections and you know all you know go through the painkiller process because that just that just ruins the rest of your life. So I, I think Nick, at some point, you know we'll see how his rehab goes. He's got a guy in Sweden that. Is very well trusted, and whose son just got drafted in the first round by the Wild the other day. But you know, Nick's got a long road ahead of him. He's been a great player for the Capitals, but I saw him walking last year, and uh, you know, while he was still playing, and it was sad looking. And if he was my son, I'd have begged him not to play, and uh, or or make sure that he took time off and gave it more time to get ready and try to heal. And now he's had the hip resurfacing done, and it's a tough one. And you know, I I. You know, people are always telling players to retire. You know, fans, reporters. You know, for us guys that were lucky enough to play, it's the greatest job in the world, and you don't want to give it up. You kind of want to. They have to take you away, kicking, dragging, you know, whatever, screaming. And I think it's the same with Nick. As much as maybe, maybe even some within the team say, "Hey, it's time." It's got to be up to Nick to decide when it's time, or or the team and the doctors and everyone has to get together and agree on the same thing. So if he believes he can come back, I think you have to put in the trust to him because as I said earlier, it, it, it's the greatest job in the world for us that love hockey. And uh, it, it's a sad time when it's over players are still so young uh, and you still get so many years of your life left to live and uh, that you don't want to leave. You don't want to quit the game. Cause I know I missed it. I missed it really bad when I first was done playing and uh, it takes a time period to get over and uh, start to live your life as though you're not a hockey player anymore.
0: We're joined by former NHL player, current broadcaster Al May, Bob Stoffer with you, 113 in Edmonton. Are the Capitals in on Evander Kane, in your opinion?
1: Well, they, I, I knew when the Oilers were after, they had, they had put some feelers out there. And I, I think it was kind of the see. You know, it's such a polarizing city when it comes to political opinion and you know, all this correctness and, you know, who's right and who's not wrong. Oh, not Washington. It is the absolute worst. And when you when you look at it, you know, that there were all types of feelings, but when you look at it, you know, the, the social media, when it was leaked out and the social media around the team was just horrible. And, you know, you could do a little deep dive into the people that were complaining and you're not surprised. But at the same time, You know, I I look at this hockey player and what he did for the Oilers and with the Oilers. uh, He was phenomenal. And you think of how well he played, because most players, when they're sitting out and they're not skating and they're not playing in games, they come back, they struggle. Well, he he didn't look like he missed a beat, and he still played his ferocious style of play. He was gritty. I didn't hear of any problems away from the rink. And all of a sudden, the opinion changed on Evander Kane, so... If I was teams out there and I had the cap space to take a crack out of my wood, you know, just like anyone, do you want to go six, seven, eight years? That's tough with any player in the National Hockey League. But I think he's he's a solid, he's a very solid player. And he fills and checks a lot of the boxes with everything you want in a winger. He, he can skate, he's physical, he can move the puck, and he can finish. And he will stick up for his teammates. So, you know, you look around the league, the Caps have a guy like that, but Evander Kane's better than Tom Wilson when it comes to the goal scoring and the finishing department. And to tell you the truth, I have never seen him have a bad game against the Washington Capitals. And I was surprised a-, a while back when, you know, when he was originally traded, I think it was out of Winnipeg, that the Caps didn't take a kick at him then or crack at him because he's played so well against them over the years. So I have to believe if there was a solution financially for them to take a shot at him, but I don't know where his money is right now, and it's obviously too much for the Oilers because he's not signed yet. So it's a tough one, and I don't know if they have the dollars to make it fit with the pieces that they do need in the absence of Nick Backstrom.
0: I'm going to ask you a couple questions about heritage players. We're going to start with a guy you know well, of Jenny Malkin. Do you believe he ultimately resigns in Pittsburgh?
1: I I find it so hard to believe that they can't come to a compromise because they've been offering him. For everything I've read and everything I've heard, I still think he gets wrapped up by noon tomorrow. And where I don't know where Mario Lemieux stands in the organization right now, but Sidney Crosby and he have been an incredible one-two tandem. They've won Stanley Cups together. Uh, he's still a deadly player, in my opinion. But at the same time, he's had a couple of ACL injuries and surgeries. But I still find it hard to believe that they let him walk.
0: Okay. What about Johnny Goodrow? Frank Cervelli reporting the Flames are now at $10 million per year in an eight-year deal. Why isn't this done yet with Calgary and Johnny?
1: Johnny must have a dollar amount he wants, and it sounds like I have to think that he wants to play there if he continues to engage with them. And they haven't traded him by now, He'll traded his rights to one of the teams that, you know, we, they all everyone wants Johnny Goodrow on their team. And I still think he's going to sign with Calgary because they're still talking. And if they're up at $10 million, if that, if that is a fact, you know, I don't know how many teams can throw that dollar amount at him right now that still have a lot of change. And he's fit in so well with the team in Calgary, with the players. He's kind of growing as an NHL player there. Uh, and I actually do hope that he signs with the Flames versus coming to the, the Metropolitan Division and playing with Philly, the Islanders
0: or New Jersey. And one final one for you. you briefly hit on this, but didn't directly speak about the player. Play as long as you can. Duncan Keith is doing his retirement uh, media conference over at Rogers Place as we speak. When I think of the name Duncan Keith, what do you think of?
1: I'm thinking of a guy that won Stanley Cups and kind of wowed me with the amount of minutes he played all the years playing for the Chicago Blackhawks. And, you know, you look at a guy that's done everything to maintain his health and do what he can to be a solid player. You know, father time is catching up to him somewhat. And if he's going out, he obviously is going out on his own terms. But I still think this guy that was playing over 30 minutes a game in the playoffs and won all those Stanley Cups, and you looked at his skating and everything that he was able to contribute there, uh, phenomenal player. And I would have to expect that he goes into the Hall of Fame in a few years.
0: All right. Great stuff, Al. Thanks for your time. Thank you. Take care. Yep, that's L May, longtime Washington Capitals player and broadcaster. It is one eighteen in Edmonton. When we come back, we're gonna bang off some texts on the See five floors text line at 780-496-0063. Bob Stoffer, Brendan S. Scott with you in orders now. First thing we climb a tree, and maybe then we talk, or sit silently and listen to our thoughts. Welcome back, everybody. Well done, Brendan. We're going to run it the whole day today. That's awesome. Good stuff. You can text us on the Ashley Fine Flores text line at 780 We have a couple that made me laugh, so I'm going to get to those momentarily. Uncle Milt out in Wetasquin where customers have told him a good salesman sells me one truck, a great service department keeps me coming back for more. Well, one of those customers and their family have purchased more than 50 units from Brent Ridge Ford in Wetaskiwin. And that same service department is one of the reasons that Brent Ridge just received their 11th presence Award from Ford for customer satisfaction. If you need maintenance or repairs for your vehicle, call Kevin, Margie, or Mike at 1-877, uh, 1-877-477-FORD. That's 1-877-477-3673. All right, Brendan, you want me to... Read the text that made me laugh it's from Stony. Stony's busting us. Actually, he's busting Ken Holland. He's all over us and typically on days when specs on the show. I've you know what? I've not noticed that. That's uh he says Bob if the Edmonton Oilers sign Danny Kaiser, you owe me my own segment, okay? That one comes to us from Stony. Stony, all I'm going to tell you right now is uh that text was forwarded. Because there's a couple guys that would find that really funny. Uh, Armand says, Bob, great show. Well, thank you, Armand. We don't hear that often. (laughs) Anyways, uh, Giroux would be a better option over David Perron because he is a former captain. Uh, With Keith and Smith gone, the orders need leadership and a veteran presence. That one comes to us from Armand. Uh, Bob, what is what are the Oilers going to do with their defense? Well, that's fair. That's a fair question right now. Apparently, Stoney is not a fan of uh, Danny DeKaiser. <laughs> I don't see the answer being Danny DeKaiser either, to be frank with you. Not in the two-hole uh, to replace Duncan Keith. Bob, that's crazy. Johnny Goodrow, $10 million. That's apparently how the Flames have gone. This text comes in saying, "Bob, the combination of Mason Marchment and David Perron would be better than just Kane." Uh, the problem is that combination. I, I'm going to suggest would cost you seven and a half million dollars. Perron's going to get four and a half in the market, and Marchment's getting at least three. Bob, will we ever see Skylar Brindamore in the Oilers lineup? Wow, that is a very obtuse text to get to this show. Can you tell it's July twelfth? <laughs> well it is free agency tomorrow. Uh, July 19th I could see that being a text that makes some sense. Uh I'll play your game. Uh you know I, Scott Abernmore is on the ice. He's at development camp. He just finished his third year at Quinnipiac. He's a long shot to play. There's no question. Long shot to play. Again you can text us at 780-496-0063. Bob, Johnny Goodrow has been offered um, 10 million times eight years, for anybody making 80,000 per year, it would take a thousand years to make the same salary. What? No, it would take you 100 years. But I get your point. Uh, again, you can text us at 780 496 0063. Scott wants to know, Brendan, here's an interesting guy. What about Ben Sherrod? I mean, he certainly priced himself down in his time in Florida, didn't he? Josh says, Bob, I will donate $500 to charity of your choice to let Stoney guest host the show one time. Oh, wow. You know what? We kind of did something like that back at the other station with a guy named Daily Doug. Uh, It was a Stollery Children's Hospital campaign, and Daily Doug had matched the donation that Ryan Smith had made, and said if he can get uh, $50,000 worth of donations, that he'd ban himself from the show for six months. And suddenly there was a surge into the uh, Stollery Children's Hospital phone bank at that time, and people like... And this went on like for an hour or two, and and the, the people boy, these people hate this daily dug guy. It just spiked all these uh, monthly donations. I we might be able to do something like that. You know what? We might we might have like a a couple uh, a couple show opportunities in August. Maybe when I get back, where we do something like that. You want Stoney Stoney on the show? I got to see five thousand dollars in donations going to charity. <laughs> Again, you can text us at 780 63 John and Riverbend says I wouldn't pay Johnny $10 million per year even if it was in Canadian dollars. Uh, Mitch in the Greater says he'd way rather have Nikita Zadorov over Ben Sherrat. Hmm. How, how's this for a poss- is is it out of the realm of possibilities that Brett Kulak, whose wife lives in Camor and is a professional. Uh, is, is in the, I believe, in the medical health industry. Is it possible, like, out of the realm of possibilities that Brett Kulak resigns in Calgary, he was there before, and Dan Milstein, who has Evander Kane, ends up putting Zadorov in Edmonton? Could that happen? I don't mind that shuffle. Zadorov is somebody that I liked a lot before he signed in Calgary. I think he brings a lot of what would be needed in the playoffs. Guess who he played defense with in the Colorado Avalanche? Tyson Berry. Paul says, uh, Bob, whatever happened to Daily Doug's regular call-ins, he's disappeared. Do you not know the story? Daily Doug called into the show in about 2014-15 and said that if the orders traded to Taylor Hall, he wouldn't call in anymore. Because he said, stop, you got to help head that off. Well, Taylor Hall was traded on what, June 29th, June 30th of 2016? That was it. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. That is our text number. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Coach Mike says Stauffer the texter's right. Eighty thousand. Oh, you know what? It would take. Dumb, dumb. I I thought it, I was thinking eight hundred thousand. Eighty thousand. It was, is a thousand years, not a hundred years. Right. Eight hundred thousand dollars times ten years. Would be $8 million. 800,000 times, uh, or eight hundred thousand times a hundred years would be eighty million. So that I apologize to the texter. Uh, thank God, Daily Doug no longer texts the show. He was horrid. <laughs> um, Dave says all of a sudden Ken Holland becomes cheap. Nobody can tell me that Kulak isn't worth two point five times four million dollars. Well, I, I got to tell you, it wouldn't surprise me right now if the orders aren't there at two point five times four, for what it's worth. Bob, eighty million divided by eighty thousand is a thousand. Uh, that one comes to us from Ricky Arithmetic. I, I, you know what? I made a factual uh, error on the air with my math. I feel shame, and I'm officially booted out of the Geek Club. I, you know, got to be better than numbers of that. I, I, I'm going to go to the box. Uh, off to global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Moving show in the next half hour. Uh, at some point, we're going to work to get Duncan Keith on. You're listening to Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers
1: Radio. 630 Chad.